Now, this sense of submission makes us take care of ourselves. We have to start thinking in terms of, uh, am I allowed to misuse my body? Can mm. I go into extremes while using my soul? I'm Sadia Tariq and you're listening to Dhani, the podcast. I believe everybody has a story and Dhani has been all about these stories coming from opinions, personal experiences, life lessons and so much more. And somewhere along the lines, we find ourselves being part of these stories or they being part of us in nooks and crannies, in crumbs, in echoes. And reflections. Our guest today is Faranaz Zahidi Muazzam. Faranaz is a freelance journalist editor and has a keen interest in languages and literature. She works as a communications practitioner. However, she wants to be introduced and known as an eternal student of the Quran. In this podcast, we talk about the various dimensions of a human being and how the Quran and the Sunnah help us keep all those dimensions in balance. I want to thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast and I also want to uh, warn you that in between, due to some recording mishap, you might um, hear some echoes and I apologize for them in advance. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening. Ma'am, thank you so much for coming on Dhani. Really, really appreciate uh, you being here. Thank you so much, Sadia, for having me here and looking forward to an interesting conversation. Indeed, indeed. And with, without further ado, um, I would like to ask you a question. You know how the, the self, ourselves, they have many dimensions to it. There's the physical and the spiritual and the neurological and uh, emotional. So many landscapes within us. Uh, so if you sort of start writing these dimensions down, I mean, I don't know, it will take days, but... Mm-hmm. And of course, these different dimensions have been created by the Creator. And all of that is, uh, we're exposed to one or the other in different forms, with different intensities, uh, sort of a different outlook at different age groups, you know. So we're talking about, say, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and we are all a product of that. There's a marriage between all of those dimensions and that makes us. Um, So the first question is that the idea really for a moment would be to balance these out. That's that's part A of the question. And the part B is that then the different pillars of Islam, uh, the book, the scriptures, the sunnah, how do they help us um, bring all of these together in balance? As always, your questions make me think and so if I pause uh, in between to answer then that means I'm thinking so uh, you know you've uh, beautifully summed it and um, I think the key word that you used was balance Surat um, Ar-Rahman is so beautiful in 
multiple ways in how rhythmic it is and how uh, beautiful the imagery is and how healing it is um but one of the things that has always fascinated me is this uh, verse towards the beginning where it tells us that allah subhanahu wa taala created everything in balance in the heavens and in the earth and then there's this verse which says allah tatghawfil mizan so do not disrupt the balance and because we are a part of all that is going on in this universe um i think the one thing uh, that islam constantly wants us to focus on is balance and as you very rightly said that there are these dimensions these paradigms these um, you know sides of who we are and um the beautiful thing is islam actually um the creator wants us to take care of all of these and they are so overlapping that we can't really take these in silos they are interrelated to each other so for example if you um look at the physical um uh, you know the, the an extreme would be uh, to be so caring and nurturing for others um that we end up overlooking ourselves and that's what happens a lot of times you know we see in certain cultures Uh, as women in particular but also as um, people of any gender people do not take enough care of their health whether that's spiritual mental emotional and starting with physical and uh, it reminds me of this um, you know how the prophet sallallahu mentioned that um, yourself has a right over you and uh, your um, you know your eyes have a right over you your spouse has a right over you so that moderation that we constantly see being repeated and mention of that in the quran as well regarding whether it's eating healthy whether it's hygiene and purity all of these uh, go together and what's beautiful is that uh, the more we we find ourselves going away uh, from the creator or what he has advised us to do um or commanded us to do rather the more we see that we lose that balance um and uh, you know in the quran it is clearly mentioned that god created you um in balance and created you with perfect proportion so whether it's the amount of sugar that we are putting into our body or whether it's the amount of the information we are putting inside our souls all of these uh, go together and um i think we are living in an era where we are not so much in touch with ourselves although there is a lot of information and there is a lot of awareness um but maybe we are not so much in touch with ourselves that is why health is sometimes not appreciated enough so you know you spoke about ages at a certain age and at a certain stage in life we find ourselves misusing our bodies and by the time uh, realization comes some damage might have already been caused there are a lot of question marks raised about religion but religion can actually be a force of a lot of good and a lot of balance so if from the beginning um one considers um, this particular idea in islam that my prayer and my sacrifice and my life and my death 
are for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I belong to him. Now this sense of submission makes us take care of ourselves. We have to start thinking in terms of uh, am I allowed to misuse my body? Can mm-hmm. I go into extremes while using my soul? And that's the closer we come to sunnah, um, the more we realize um, how the Prophet ﷺ was able to do so many things because of taking care of his health. You know, there's a there's an incident which comes in which somebody asked the Prophet ﷺ how you're, how he was feeling. And the reply comes in something like, uh, when one doesn't overeat, one is not sick enough. So one is okay. So mm-hmm. all of these balances basically of sleep, um, eating, um, of being active and having rights on ourselves. But it, it doesn't um, end there and we go towards um, what is the intellectual or the mind. Now, um, I would like to separate the emotional um, thing from the intellectual because uh, when we talk of mental health, um, that is where, you know, there is a lot of debate about whether it is the heart. Um, In ancient wisdom literature, it is the heart that is the center of emotion. Uh, But now we say the brain is where it's happening. So let's just say that the qalb or the heart is the center of consciousness or thought. And that is where emotions come in. But before that, when we are talking about intellectual, um, it's important to also know, you know, you use the term mu'min and then there is also the term Muslim. And there has always been a lot of debate in Uh, Muslim scholarship, whether which one comes first, Iman or Islam. But uh, talking of Islam or being a Muslim, it is a state of submission. Um, And when we submit, we also submit our intellect to a higher power. Uh, What's interesting is that while on one side we are told to submit our intellect to the unseen, At the same time, we are constantly reminded on how important it is to reflect, to observe, to learn, to see, to look around. Um, This quest for knowledge, I mean, um, the more one thinks about it, the more we realize how important this is to stay alive. Uh, Even in terms of when we are alive, to have a sense of meaning. And then what kind of a legacy do we leave behind? Um, how the Prophet um, has told us that um, you know that that particular hadith man salaka tariqan yatubu fihi ilman salakallahu bihi tariqam min turuqil jannah that anybody who's on the path of trying to find uh, knowledge is actually on the path to jannah and in the same hadith it says that for the seeker of knowledge angels uh, bow down their wings and cover that person with their wings and um, constantly in the Quran there are uh, there is talk about how uh, ranks are uh, you know achieved with learning so this caution and um, um, the caution that comes with awareness of Islam then and with this knowledge on how to safeguard one's self um, that all comes with it. 
the fact that the first thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created was the pen. And then this keeps on opening new pathways. But um, one is forced to think that we, we have lowered our intellectual bars uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how uh, books, uh, for example, are a more active activity in that sense that you're more involved. Whereas uh, things that we are doing on social media are more passive, even uh, watching shows and all is passive activity. Because not so much of yourself is involved with it. So we are seeing how um, while we are uh, more aware as a species, um, we are somehow slightly moving towards not taking such good care of ourselves. So the, um, if, if we uh, move on, we talk of the qalb then and we go on to the mental and emotional, mental health and uh, hence the emotional um, aspect or dimension of ourselves. And what's interesting is that, uh, you know, one of the most uh, repeated words in the Quran um, and the concept that is repeated a lot is that of the qalb. And the word qalb literally means something that just keeps uh, switching around, turning around, is not static, is um, turning one way or the other. The fact that despite it being, uh, you know, not in a constant state, um, the prophets saying that when you are in, وسلم, that when you are in a situation where you don't know where to look or whom to ask, uh, you ask your heart, you take a fatwa from your heart. Thus that inherent, um, if the heart is in a healthy place, and uh, not physically but metaphorically and spiritually, then uh, it is supposed to, the conscience or the inner voice is supposed to tell us which is the best thing to do. Maybe that is why the concept of the Qalbin Salim, which is the sound heart, free of illnesses and free of disease, uh, whether it be grudges or anger or toxicity. And faith in itself is very healing. And um, inherently in the nature of Islam is the concept of gratitude because we start the Quran with Alhamdulillah. Mm -hmm. And Alhamd is, of course, not just praise, but also gratitude for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then more there is faith, the more uh, one has acceptance and the more uh, there uh, uh, the more there is acceptance and tawakkal which is reliance on allah the less there is inner agitation turmoil and uh, mm. that moves on also to our relationship with others um, the golden rule of the prophet sallam la darar wala dirar do not be harmed and do not harm anybody um, that kind of keeps the heart sound. Uh, and um, for that, of course, that is again very interconnected with the spiritual aspect. All these dimensions, we have to balance them out so that we can uh, perform hukukul uh, Allah and hukul ibad to the best of our capability. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that is why we think of the purpose the, um, when we say that our life is for Allah and it's 
it's fascinating how when someone passes away we say inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun and we the first part is inna lillahi and we are for allah uh, whether mm-hmm. in this dimension or in the hereafter and uh, so uh, you know how a healthier moment in healthier in every sense will perform better is able to do better is able to benefit others better and able to benefit herself or himself better that is why these are gifts uh, you know when we are talking about the intellectual um, capabilities for example if you recognize a gift in yourself or a certain understanding you know maybe you are a polyglot maybe uh, you are a lover of languages maybe you are a great cook maybe uh, you have some other capacity that god has given you um the question we need to put ourselves to is um how can i use this to benefit others and myself because this mm-hmm. has been given for a reason if mm-hmm. we if we believe in allah being the controller and master of everything and so nothing is happening randomly so sure. nobody is meeting anybody randomly uh nothing is happening in my life randomly and so i've not been given this time and these gifts randomly how can i best use them talking of um, you know we were talking of the health of the heart we we hear this word a lot called taskia which is purification of the heart and the root word for taskia and zakat are the same Mm-hmm. and zakat is of course the obligatory charity um, oh how interesting and yeah and the purpose of zakat again is what is it trying to do so once is the one is the ritual in its present tangible form that okay 2.5% of whatever wealth stays with you for one year give it and then also encourage strongly to give an addition but then uh, what is that cleaning um simplistically put people uh, would say that uh, maybe it cleans our wealth but actually in our hearts when we give from what we have earned and with this realization that what has been given to me was actually never mine so um i owe it to give back uh, you know to my community or to the people around me uh, and the spirit of sharing um that actually cleanses the heart of maybe selfishness or maybe materialism so the rituals that are very physical in nature are actually very very connected to how we can create a balance in these dimensions indeed in uh, yeah in, in the quran um, for example it says uh, that hearts cannot be at peace other than the zikr of allah Mm-hmm. So if you think about the uh, the fourth and perhaps the most important dimension with the spiritual state of turmoil has a lot to do with maybe an emptiness and uh, that is of the soul so there is just this um, brief quote of imam ibn al-qayyim al-jawziya i think that is so so relevant over here in which he says um truly in the heart there is a void that cannot be removed except with the company of allah and in it there is a sadness that cannot be removed except with the happiness of knowing allah and being true to him and in it there is an emptiness that cannot be filled 
except with love for him and by turning to him and always remembering him and if a person were given all of the world and whatever is in it it would not fill this emptiness so what's uh, you know it Beautiful. makes one think yeah what is lacking uh, loving allah subhanahu wa taala how to love a being we cannot see um but then um you sense it in yourself when we follow the the example of sunnah and we see how zikr allah brings us closer to allah subhanahu wa taala and that qurb uh, which is one step at a time and mind you it's not a constant state uh, it keeps fluctuating it's more it's less uh, that's how humans are um but um at one step at a time we start sensing in ourselves how avoiding the forbidden embracing what has been encouraged uh, then the more you're in touch with the quran getting to know rasulullah sallallahu dhikr and particularly tahajjud oh that's uh, that's really uh, uh, the treatment to so many of these things and then applying into it into social interactions and relationships it, it does bring us closer to allah subhanahu wa taala and we can feel that emptiness uh, you know that gap filling up because priorities are um, realigned i was saying that it's only interesting how very recently the psychological world has um, finally found a connection uh, uh, to say eating disorders actually going back to emotional dysregulation and it's exactly what you're saying you know the the emotional landscape and the physical well-being the spiritual everything it has to be regulated and connect is connected and if there is any gap or any dysregulation in any of these dimensions they would sort of manifest uh in in a different way and this actually what you just finished with uh, uh brings me to my next question where you said there is an emptiness there is uh, there's a void often i have seen i've observed that we uh whenever there's something that we feel is missing we try and fill it up uh say with retail therapy or uh, you know trying to go and uh, attain something materialistic or uh, fill your time up with uh, netflixing you know binge watching some series yeah. because it's just filling up your physical space or your mental space and attaching ourselves to these supposedly healing cathartic ways okay now if i get that bag i'm going to feel better if i down uh, two cups of coffee i'm going to feel better and you do for a while <laughs> but for it's a temporary <laughs> correct it's very temporary yeah how do we go around that how do we wrap our heads our hearts around the fact that materialism is really not helping us the world is and our lives here and that's the inherent nature of human life um it is a tight rope walk and a loss of balance or being lopsided in one direction or the other will create a void a hole a gap 
somewhere else which we will try to fill subconsciously mm-hmm. with what we can see or touch or feel because those are our limitations as humans and because uh, one is less in touch with our souls um you know you know there are a few uh, things the prophet has very clearly sallallahu alaihi wasallam very clearly told us to be um, parts of faith or islam uh, so for example modesty is one of them and it's um, it's brilliant how simplicity is one of them there is the verse in the quran in which the prophet is told to say that i am not one of those who do takalluf um min al mutakallifin and um takalluf in urdu of course is a word we understand it is when you feel bound to do something because of um social pressures um aap kisi cheez ke mukallif ho jate hain and um, if you think about it why does retail therapy make us feel better so it's not really like we buy those things and then we stay home with those things do we a lot of the frustration that was happening uh, to a lot of us um, during the pandemic and even now is that socializing has reduced and then um, we suddenly realize that the need for things has reduced you can do away with lesser clothes and uh, lesser elaborate uh, you know menus and how you look like and um there there have been bling moments for so many of us in which we realize that we never do actually want to look good or dress good or feel good for ourselves if our focus is constantly how can we impress people you know, the lens instead of uh, allah subhanahu wa taala looking at me how is my rab looking at me maybe we are thinking more on the lines of how so and so is looking at me how do i appear to that person there's this constant need for validation and admiration and popularity and shining out um which is all good if the i mean if it comes as a gift it's great um some people will be natural born celebrities some will naturally you know have certain gifts others don't and we all have unique gifts but then how um, should we stop ourselves from this need for impressing people and living for others there are literally times when we uh, are forced to think are we just and um, living for others and this notion that more is more islam is about more is less so there's a you know there's this concept of israf that has been prohibited i would say or really uh, not encouraged which is excess excess of everything you can do with four things but you need eight uh, you can do with two dishes on the table but you need five mm-hmm. and um, we start very early on by indulging our children also in a lot in a lot in a lot you know happiness is kind of uh, correlated with excess there has to be a lot to make me happy um although the more we look at it it's very fickle it's very temporary 
it's also very changing um it's constantly everything we have is mata so mata is something which is temporary benefit uh, and we know it's not lasting uh, but still we are at it um so i think what we are looking at as an answer is maybe not really minimalism because what if somebody has been given a lot by allah mm-hmm. uh, what if somebody has a lot um can't really afford to be minimalistic all the time and then there is relativity what might be minimal to me might not be minimal to you and vice versa sure so perhaps what we are looking at is um or lacking is contentment rather than minimalism mm-hmm. um there there are prayers of the prophet in uh, which there's one uh, one in particular in which he says allahumma qanani mimma razaqtani wa barikli fi um wala give me contentment in what you have given me and give him give me baraka in that um and the concept of baraka is it's amazing that it might be more or less just make it a beneficial for me just make it a source of well-being of happiness of peace of calm um and that all goes back to our connection with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I think that uh, in our conversation you've uh, highlighted uh, some of the most essential things really about uh, uh, balance about uh, contentment being simple but not being minimalistic and of course there's a difference between the two struggling to strike a balance in all the dimensions but again not feeling run down or sort of uh, tired because it's all in the cause of allah am i allowed to share a fan moment <laughs> you know, I don't know if I have a choice. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you know, you how you just said that we um, always it's important to know that less is more. But learning from you, less is less. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's that. So uh, you know, the the more uh, we learn from you, the less uh, it seems, and hence. Uh, the desire to learn more and more uh, from you uh, ma'am just coming towards the end um you are also a communications practitioner so tell us what what that is um i'm i'm basically a writer and a journalist and uh, fate had it that over time um the, this particular field of uh maneuvering uh and writing and editing books and articles um and producing content as such that went on to a field which has really grown exponentially in say the last decade or more uh which is communications and uh that basically means how do we present an idea it can be of a business it can be of a not for profit um it can be a campaign for something good so um most of the leaders of state that people love and look up to without taking names have great <laughs> communications teams because uh, their communications teams tell them where to be at the right moment to be caught by fans 
that's just uh, one part of it how sure. are websites designed uh, how are apps designed what exactly are the correct words so it's uh, it's interesting this um, love for words or an understanding again it's a gift um mm-hmm. that became a, a profession uh, and it has helped me but uh, the main gift has been that uh, an understanding of language or words helps us understand uh, the quran better indeed indeed what a lovely note to end that with because it's really about learning and reflecting absolutely the and the there's no end to it there's no end to it mm-hmm. the more you learn the more you realize that it's what you know is very less actually mm-hmm. yeah. and that is that in itself is so humbling of oh, course yes. that you're uh, you're striving to learn good things but that alone that okay i need to learn more because what i know is not it's you know? it's nothing absolutely and the more you learn actually that is when you realize how small you are and how little you know um as uh, sufyan astauri uh, rahimahullah he had said that the first station of knowledge is thinking i know it all and the second hand span is thinking okay maybe i don't know everything and the third and the highest station of knowledge is um knowing that <clears throat> one knows nothing at all so um i hope that one day we can go close to that station but uh, th- that's the beautiful thing about human life that's growth we keep learning um otherwise it, it would be you know if we already knew everything then what would be the whole point <laughs> so correct and it's quite yeah, suffocating it's and stagnating actually yes yes mm-hmm. ma'am on that note on that note may you continue to learn so that we can learn from you and thank you uh, for being here thank you so much sadia and thank you for letting me be a part of thani and um may we all continue to learn from each other and i've picked up a lot of good stuff from what you were saying today so may yeah. allah bless you and jazakallah thank you jazakallah thank you